Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the undermining of the United States Constitution, and the infiltration of our social, our economic, our cultural, our political, and our militaristic systems. And I'm... All right, actually, it worked today. Cool. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm looking at Pilled, and it actually worked today. So thank goodness on that one. I uh, just wanted to make sure that that one actually worked. If you guys got a Pilled 5.5, go ahead and give that to me. And uh, I actually had a video to play for you to open up. It's one we've all seen before, but uh, it kind of fits what we're going to talk about. I just, I, I'm getting pumped. I don't know. You guys getting pumped? I'm getting pumped. There's a lot of things happening. It's a lot of interesting things. I've, this is my third show today, and so I'm kind of like primed on all this. But let's just uh, let's just go through this. This is the difference between the power of the, our Creator and anything else, particularly evil. That you can go into a pitch black room full of evil full of darkness and light a little candle and instantly that darkness flees but you can't do the opposite you can't go into a well-lit room full of truth and wisdom and righteousness and joy and health and harmony with the universal power you can't take up any amount of darkness and go into that well-lit room and have any effect whatsoever. That is the metaphor which I frequently think of when I think that I'm not empowered. It is the greatest lesson for me and I think for everybody else to know that we're on the winning side and that we're winning here. And that was a video I made a few years ago called Dark Delight. And uh, it's relevant. Completely relevant. If you notice the title of today's show, Into the Storm, We Are the Plan. Now, I've been looking at some boards and posts, right? And I've been checking some things out and doing a little research and kind of going back to the Scavino and back to Trump and checking things out. Because you know what? I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss anything that is being seen here or communications to people, patriots, right? And we are the plan. And I want to show you what Quelle, Q-U-E-Q-E, right? Q said about this. This is the plan of what our mission and responsibility is. 4509, 24th of June, 2020. You have been selected to help serve your country. Never retreat from the battlefield, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Use other platforms as a form of centralized command and control. Organize and connect. Bridge through linking. 
Source memes material from Battlefield and or Garage. Highlight and share. Take and drop. Mission one. Dispute. Reject propaganda. Push through posting of research and facts. Post Mission two. Support role of other digital soldiers. One falls and other stands and rises. Mission three. Guide awaken others through the use of facts. Declass one through 99 material and other relevant facts. And memes, decouple MS DNC control of info stream, ask counter questions, initiate thought versus repeat echo of MS DNC propaganda. Mission four, learn to use camouflage digitally. Primary account suspended, terminate use of secondary. Mission five, identify strengths, weaknesses, personal and design targeted. Twitter and Facebook, others, example, meme failure to read through, use of algorithm, think Tron, MCP master control program, Dependence on a person-to-person capture. Slow response, time under defined users. Game theory. Information warfare. Welcome to the digital battlefield. Together, we win. Now, this is so important to understand that since November of 2020, after Trump got the election stolen from him, I said most likely what we're going to see happen is Donald Trump is not going to win the election. We were all hopeful. We were all hoping that would happen. But I was very optimistic in that sense. But I said he's going to create a social media platform. And once this social media platform hits a critical mass, you're going to see a dissemination and a distribution of information. Whether it's cross her, cross, uh, Crossfire Hurricane, whether it's Hillary Clinton's 33,000 acid-washed emails, whether it's WikiLeaks material, whether it is Hunter Biden's laptop, Wiener's laptop, or Nancy's laptop. It doesn't matter. You're about to see a massive drop of, of, of information. Why? Because this is the digital battlefield and this is information warfare. People's thoughts, decisions, and actions are determined by information that is received through their senses. It's always been this way, but now it is more conjoined. And it's highly more dangerous because it is controlled by an incredibly radical faction. So, everything that I've seen the last few weeks with Trump, Scavino, and and the Q stuff, I'm going to kind of go over this a little bit, all right? Because I think we need to recap just a little. Um, Number one. Um, Q started posting a few weeks or a few months ago, back at the end of June and July, right? Um, the last post talked about plants, right? Plants and all these types of things. When I look at this, I, I, I don't. So when you read a Q post, you don't read it sequentially. So you don't read it in the sense of context, context, context. You, you read it in the sense that it might be broken down and there might be hidden messages in there, right? And so we were all waiting for confirmation. Everybody was asking Trump for confirmation that this was the post. Well, about a week and a half ago, before Nancy Pelosi went into Taiwan, Donald Trump posted something about Nancy Pelosi. And the post basically pointed directly to a Q post, and it said watch, and the timestamp was at 1329. And if you go and search, you're going to find the one trip confirmed Q post out there with the watch with the time at 1329 and watch was in all capital letters with two exclamation points. There are no coincidences in this world. And to me, that was Trump confirming the latest post on 
the boards as the legitimate cue. Okay. I pulled up a a few. Basically, this is for today. These are deltas, three-year deltas for today, and I wanted to check these out. And there's a few that struck me, and I kind of want everybody to understand this a little bit more. How do you prevent the public release of incriminating acts that would forever strip their power away? How do you bind the hands of POTUS? Notice how bind is capitalized. Two-pronged situ. Test strength of midterms through private analysis, win-loss ratio, Analyze below key metric without a chance of recovery. Start a war. Think missiles accidentally fired. Against who? Relationships are very important. The sharing of information is very important. I mean, it was almost like this was written for today after the Mar-a-Lago raid. And the one raid after this is what gets me. Okay? Iron Eagle. Now, there's various different perspectives of what Iron Eagle meant in the Q references. Iron Eagle is what? His father's trap behind enemy lines. The son steals a fighter plane, launches in there to save his father. You have to go behind enemy lines in order to save that which you're saving. The Mar-a-Lago raid. Now there's talk about a, uh, um, an indictment coming out against Trump. He's going behind enemy lines. He's taking all these slings and arrows. So, like, for me, I'm kind of looking at this like, whoa, this is is not a coincidence. Right? And we're going to get into more of those proof stuff here in a little bit when I get into the Mar-a-Lago raid. But I want to just kind of roll over some things. Um, As for announcements, um, shit, I don't know. Do we have any... (laughs) I got a haircut today. There's my announcement. Um, I, I did want to say tomorrow on uh, Conversations on the Fringe, we have Samuel, Samuel Shen Shong. Um, Samuel uh, is a certified court interpreter and Chinese translator in Los Angeles. He was instrumental in arranging for the Chinese publication of Michael DeMarquet's book, um, Theopa Prophecy, which is the bestseller in China and Taiwan, a rare phenomenon. He also translated the book 334% Lies, Revelation of H.M.N. Stuhl, an autobiography of the high master of the chair of the secret society that was started in Germany. Um, He dedicates his efforts in promoting the messages in his books. But we're going to be talking some very interesting things tomorrow with uh, Samuel. So looking forward to that. Um, Other than that, we have the uh, Battle of the Streams going on. If you guys want to help support the Red Pill Project in any way, shape, and form. And and by the way, that one person on um, BitChute who um, had that nasty comment on there, fuck you. That's all I have to say. I want to see you try to do all this stuff, and I want to see you come out here and, and build something like this and actually go out there and do research and put information out there. As you can tell, I just don't take any shit anymore, and I'm tired of taking shit from people. Right? I mean, you. everybody should. We've been taking shit from these radical Democrats for fucking years, and I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of being pushed around because of my political or ideological beliefs. Right? Here's the thing. Is I respect their beliefs. Just don't force that on me. But see, that's the problem. That's what they do. They want you to believe exactly as they believe. Into this... This... This, uh hive mind mentality we are slaves we are slaves we are slaves we are slaves right i'm done with that i'm done taking shit from people right 
And so if we get trolls out there where I go out and I talk shit about Dave from X-22 and they're like, oh, you're... Whatever. Go right ahead. You know, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings because you're all like, Trump and the Patriots win control. No. This is a fucking war and there's battles being fought. And until you look at it in that perspective, until you look at it in a multifaceted perspective of a war of the roses, of multiple heads of a hydra and various different factions fighting each other, you will never understand. So, that goes out there to the trolls. And I hope they respond. They're more than welcome to come on the show because I'd love to hear their, their, their interpretation. I'd love to just, right? Anyways, getting on with the show. History repeats itself. Democrats are using tactics of the Marxists of, the Marxists of 1917 in Russia. Their final assault of America begins. And this is from Jim Hoff over at the Gateway Pundit. And this is something, and I would, I would consider Jim Hoff alternative media, but a leader of alternative media. And the Gateway Pundit has been around for years. And it's definitely not your conspiratorial alternative media. But when you start seeing headlines like this, you got to look at this and think like 10 years ago, you couldn't imagine seeing a headline like this on the Gateway Pundit or any all of these alternative media sites, except for maybe Infowars, right? And so here we go. 2020, the perfect storm facing our republic. All three branches of our government are in peril. Historical discovery. An election in 1917 forecast the election in 2020. Here are the elements from 103 years ago. Years of preparatory work were spent in misleading and misdirectional propaganda. Contested voting results marred the election's finality and ultimately its dismissal. Claims that the poor were going to be disenfranchised of their votes. The scheduled voting was extended by two months. Division, violence, slander, and libel were widespread. A delusional, cunning, and conniving campaign made unrealistic promises to win the population. Anger and mob violence were delivery stirred against privilege, possessions, and status. Deceptive claims persuaded the majority they were robbed of their electoral victory. Inevitable civil war was sparked at the election's end because Lenin's group failed to win the majority. The dissolution of the old state and the transformation of the new system was promised to lead to true socialism, but it brought history's worst and longest ruling tyrant. And now here's how it happened. Uh, basically reminded your ninth grade American civics materials, the founding fathers of our republic designed a system of governing to prevent the evils inherent in this erroneous governing systems of Europe. The republic was to be governed in a way that the majority would have a say, but safeguarded against the rogue majority controlling the nation. A deliberate system of checks and balances was wisely incorporated against evil efforts to seize national control. The ultimate safeguard was a separation of the state's governing into three distinct bodies. While each would have an impact upon the others, the impact was deliberately limited. The executive, legislative, and judicial branches of the republic were designed to be independent but function with unity to guide the nation, preserve freedoms, and guard the human rights and are often disenfranchised by evil systems and philosophies. One of the greatest feats of a republic is the exercise of individualism. When these three branches of governing are properly functioning. However, at this point in our nation's historical narrative, the perfect storm threatens all three of the safeguards of a republic. Um, and his disconcerting observation is that many prance and dance around the Pollyannish attitude, denying the reality of our current situation. The prevailing cultural concern is an absurd at the attitude of, of one busily rearranging the deck chairs on the sinking 
Titanic. And he goes in, and I'm not going to read everything, but we all know the, exam- the examples that they're going to talk about. And see, this is the idea, is that states were designed to govern themselves with their own implicate constitution, which was derived from the constitution of the unification of all states. The federal government was organized to basically provide for the basic welfare, and this is in the sense of security and national defense, international treaty, but per- to protect the rights, the freedoms, and the liberties against states that potentially could become tyrannical. That was the whole purpose. The federal government was never meant to go out there and create federal laws. Understand that. But in the 1820s, they did that really easily, and that came after a failed attempt by the British to take over Washington, D.C. in the War of 1812. And they had already infiltrated much of our politics during this time. And so it was always meant to be that the states derived their own laws and the federal government only derived laws. Congress meant only once, one session a year to derive laws to protect the rights, the freedoms and the liberties of people. But that is definitely not the case now. And we have a lot of history to show how this has gotten off track. Our country has long since been hijacked and is now a radicalized communist state. Don't believe me? Listen, I don't shop at Whole Foods. Whole Foods is potentially owned by Amazon. But their CEO, John Mackey, I feel like socialists are taking over. The conscious capitalism innovator of, on overregulation, COVID mandates, and why we will be uh, speaking his mind in much more fear as he retires. So this guy's ready to retire, and he comes out and starts talking about how the socialists are taking over our capitalistic economy. And he's talking about it from a Whole Foods perspective, right? He's talking about it from operating at one and a half profit margins and understanding how we have a small group of corporations and businesses which control all trade on this planet, all production and manufacturing on this planet. And they have orchestrated their own variation of a coup to take over the global economy And when you have corporations or governments that rule and dictate the economy, that's not capitalism. That's not free markets. That's either communism or socialism or fascism in a sense. And so we're seeing, you know, high level CEOs of Whole Foods, which are Bezos operated, talking about this. This is not um, this is not something 10 years ago that would be talked about in normal conversation, right? 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, socialists are taking over this country. (laughs) People will be like, what are you talking about? No, they're not. Like, yeah, they are. No, they're not. Now it's like, holy shit, socialists are taking over this country. (laughs) And you hear this at dinner parties and fires in the backyard and you hear it at the grocery store. I can't tell you how many times, like, I always test people when I, when I communicate with them because I always want to know kind of where someone is aligned within their perspective. And so I'll be checking out at the grocery store. I'll be at the 7-Eleven or I'll be like, I'll be like interesting times, isn't it? And they'll be like, yeah, man, I can't afford gas. I'll be like, I know. Everything from stone elections, coups to the financial collapse. I said, you better stock up on water. They'll be like, why? Do you know something? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, dude. Check this out, right? And, and then it'll develop a conversation. But if people are like, oh, you're crazy, man. You know, gas prices are like that because of Trump. What did Trump do to cause the, the increase in gas prices? 
well, you know, Trump, uh, he brought energy independence to the United States of America, which caused the international community to raise the prices because they lost the United States market. And so when Biden came in and we started buying international gas again, it raised the prices. Right, but that only comes about because Joe Biden got rid of U.S. energy independence. No, 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 that was Trump's fault. Why was that Trump's fault? Because he started it. So it's Trump's fault because the United States was energy independent. We were paying $1.34 a gallon of gas, and we, weren't no, we were no longer dependent upon foreign oil and gas. And when Biden came in, he ended that and then started buying foreign gas, and the prices rose drastically. So that's Trump's fault. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Trump was impeached for multiple crimes. Actually, he was impeached by the House of Representatives for absolutely no proven crimes. There was no criminal charges drawn up. The DOJ rejected any criminality. And the Senate never even agreed to do an impeachment. And the Senate basically said he didn't do anything. I heard a lady last night. He was impeached and charged with crimes. The, the House of Representatives cannot charge you with, on, with crimes. They are not a judicial part of the government. They have no law enforcement authority. They can send charges to the judiciary who then can come back and say, hey, we're bringing these charges up. And they did. And Bill Barr said, this is fucking ridiculous because it was nothing more than a witch hunt. I mean, I, 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 I get on TikTok and I scroll and I, I get to these live things and they're like, Trump's worst president. He should be in jail. Thank God they raided Mar-a-Lago. And it's like, you fucking idiots. Like, I wish I had Okay, I wish I had a thousand followers on TikTok so I could go out there and just jump in these lives. Maybe I don't need to. I, I, I have like a hidden TikTok account. If you find it, you can find it. Some few people know who I am, but I don't post anything. But uh, I'm going to be going back on Twitter and I'm going to be going back on TikTok. So just an FYI. And I'm thinking about um, doing maybe a show, the Dark Delight show on YouTube. Maybe stream it on YouTube in the morning. Um, I think I should be fine because it is a radio show and I'm FCC regulated, so I should be all right. But if you guys want to see that, if you guys want to see like the Dark Delight show streaming on YouTube while we're live, let me know. Um, I will definitely do that. Hey, look at this. The IRS annual report shows heavily armed agents training to shoot people shaped targets. The IRS is building a massive paramilitary force armed with weapons of war. That's right. And the pictures right here are most likely of IRS agents at Fleetsy or uh, Quantico or somewhere just target shooting. And guess what? Uh, for whoever wrote that is they always, all federal agents, when they shoot, they train on human being styled targets. But, you know, this is interesting. 87,000 new hires. Now, not every single one of those new hires is going to be a federally, uh, a federal agent that's going to go to Fleetsy and then Quantico and get their federal, um, um, what, did, what do they call it? Their federal um, police training and license, right? Their federal agency, right? Not every single one of them is going to be that. But it's going to be a big majority. Lauren Berbert, Bobert, back in June said, why the hell is the F or why the hell is the IRS buying what is it, seven hundred or eight hundred thousand dollars worth of ammunition? And by the way, this isn't the first year. They've been doing this eight hundred thousand or sorry, eight hundred million, one billion, one point two billion. The FBI, DHS, and IRS have been doing this since Barack Obama in 2010. Been buying 
hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars worth of ammunition and stockpiling it. And they, and they write on their acquisitions for training. Dude, you got, you got 5,000 police officers in your organization and you're going to shoot, what, 20 million rounds of ammunition in a year? Get out of here. No. See, Barack Obama wanted to bring about a national police state. He wanted to create a national police force. And this is kind of what the, the Democrats, if you look at what happened the last few years with BLM, Antifa, the riots, the call to defund the police, the call to get rid of the police, and then the George Soros AGs and um, supported candidates in the states that come out there and they defund and reduce the manpower of the police. This isn't because they want less law enforcement. It's because they want the federal government to take over all law enforcement um, responsibilities. They want a federal police state. And that happens because what happens here, and this goes back to we're heading towards socialism, 1970, the Bolshevik revolution, right? This happens because as you reduce the manpower, as you reduce the funding, and you increase the crime by these AGs releasing people from pr prison and so forth, okay, crime increases, and now the states don't add onto that budget and refund their police officers. Instead, they ask the federal government for help. And at one point in time, the federal government is going to say, well, why don't we just send some federal agents in there or a federal police or task force? And this is like the expansion that you've seen with DHS. DHS started in the airports. Then they gave them guns. And now DHS is taken over everywhere. TS, well, TSA, right? DHS has infiltrated our government. The Department of Homeland Security, that should have been a big red flag for everybody in the Patriot Act, right? But DHS now has infiltrated basically every state in the sense of law enforcement capabilities. Whether it's ICE, whether it's um, ATF, whether it's uh, TSA. TSA are, has armed federal agents. They don't only operate within the air, airports, they operate, they're going to begin operating out of every major transportation hub. Buses, trains. So this is the weaponization Right, of the federal government against the people. And in the federal government, I think everybody can understand here the federal government has gotten incredibly too powerful. Way too powerful. The federal government has exceeded its limits and boundaries of what we would call the consent of the people or the power of the people. The people in this country have, a, have the power. T take the 2020 election, for example, okay? Trump got 76 million votes, probably a lot more, but he got something. Biden got what, 20, 15, but they, they, they bumped it up to like 80. Either way, multiple people, millions upon millions of people came out and said, I don't agree with these election results. I believe my vote was stolen. I think that voter fraud happened here, 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 here. Here's the evidence. Okay. And the governments did nothing. The states laughed in your fucking face. That's tyrannical. Okay? Because if millions of people come forth and say, hey, I think this election was stolen. We have some evidence. And the states are like, we're not looking at that. You're just a crazy radical rightist who, you're just a Trumper. He's out of office. Accept it. Who's the fucking radical in that conversation? And it's coming to a day of reckoning. Oh boy, it's coming to a day of reckoning. Now, 
I just got word today. What is this? Is that um, I think this was a private message. Um, who was it? Someone was posted up oh, there. It is. This is uh, this is in our group chat, and this is from John Cardillo. John Cardillo, former NYPD detective, um, friends with Donald Trump, blue check mark type of guy. Multiple federal law enforcement sources are telling me that a message was blasted to all federal law enforcement agencies to start cataloging social media posts of known conservative influencers so they can be threat assessed. They're coming for the First Amendment and anyone who opposes their regime. Fuck it. Let's go. Rock and roll, baby. And I didn't say lock and load. I said rock and roll. There's a difference there. Because you know what? I will stand behind the First Amendment. I will stand behind the Declaration of Independence. I'll stand behind the Constitution of the United States of America. And I'll utilize that as my guide to fight a tyrannical and oppressive system. The Declaration of Independent States states, and by the way, this is one of our foundational legal documents. Supreme Court says, well, you know, the preamble of the Constitution, the Declaration, aren't the law of the land. Fuck, they aren't. Absolutely 100% they are. Okay? The Declaration is the founding document of this country. It's where we declared independence from tyranny. And it states in there that whenever any government becomes tyrannical to and means, it is the right, the duty of the people to remove that system. And we are at that point right now. Carrie Lake even talked about this the other day. Carrie Lake said, uh, where's Carrie Lake's? Hold on. I got Carrie Lake here somewhere. I got Carrie Lake here somewhere. I do. I do. She's here. There we are. Carrie Lake. We, we showed this yesterday. I'll show it again. Carrie Lake in her statement about the, the Mar-a-Lago. This is one of the darkest days in American history, the day our government originally created by the people turned against us. This illegitimate, corrupt regime hates America, has weaponized the entirety of the federal government to take down President Trump. And that should also say his supporters, conservatives, Republicans, and anybody who basically does not go along with the regime. Our government is rotten to the core. These tyrants will stop at nothing to silence America. It's to silence the patriots who are working hard to save America. This is incredibly horrendous abuse of power. If we accept it, America is dead. We will not accept it. And she says right here, the 10th Amendment can and will save our republic and the road to stripping the feds of power travels right through Arizona. Well, it travels through every state. And every state has this inherent right to stop the federal government, to stop taking money from the federal government, to stop federal agents from coming into their state, to disband the federal charter through two-thirds um, in a constitu constitutional convention. Oh, man. Gotta, gotta hang up there. All right. Let's do this. So what else we got here? Democrats are coming after the middle-class, hardworking Americas. Tulsi Gabbard, a Democrat, warns. Our democracy is in grave danger. Blatantly being weaponized to target political opponents of those in power and anyone who dares to dissent or question or challenge their actions and policies. Hmm. What's that sound like? That sounds like exactly what's happening here. The DHS, threat, threat, uh, the National Threat Advisory System, bulletin February 4th, 2022, talking about you and me by simply making social media posts saying that Russia is okay to invade Ukraine because Ukraine is fucking corrupt, full of Nazis. 
and producing genetically targeted bioweapons. That is propaganda, according to them, and that is a punishable offense to get me on an FBI watch list. Okay, great. What else do we have? This is Department of Homeland Security and the FBI all looking into us in our social media posts because they're radical? Because we believe something and have evidence to validate and substantiate it? You know, if we sat in a court of law with evidence, these people, I mean, how, how would they survive? If you put the 2020 election on trial, Donald Trump wins. That's why the Supreme Court won't hear it. That's why no courts will hear it. That's why they won't have a trial about it. And you ever notice that? You're guilty until proven innocent in this country. That's where the decline of this country started, when we became guilty until proven guilty until proven guilty. That's the real truth. So Attorney General Garland came out and actually commented today. Let's let's look at this. He admits to personally approving the Trump search war, uh, warrant. He never mentions Mar-a-Lago raid, only referred to it as a search. Slams unfounded attacks against the FBI. Now, this is an hour long, but I did find a clip. Um, and Trump received... Oh, so firstly, though. Trump received a subpoena in the spring for the documents before the FBI raid and cooperated with the FBI with federal agents. And this actually was him putting a lock on a room in the boxes exactly as the federal agents told him to do. They came and checked it out, said everything's good. They were requesting documents. He handed over the documents. He said, is there anything else? They said no. And then they raid him. But I know Trump knew this was happening. This is part we're going to get into. And so A.G. Garland threatens Americans who attack integrity of the FBI, basically admits they got nothing in the raid. Let's watch this video real quick and listen to what A.G. Garland had to say. Work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was a premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All right. Let, let's go in here. So they gave the warrant to Trump's lawyers who they denied entry into Mar-a-Lago to be with the FBI, but DOJ lawyers were absolutely 100% allowed in. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a debacle, but I think that Trump set them up, right? I think Trump set them up. 
and I think there's enough evidence to substantiate this, especially from the communication we're seeing with Schiavino and Trump. We're going to get into that here in a second. But l- let's think about this. He's talking about the rule of law and how it's not blind and that everybody pays that price. Oh, really? Barack Obama took 33 million documents from the White House and never in the National Archives requested all the classified ones back. And he still has yet to turn them over. The National Archives said, "Okay, we'll just digitize them. And they still haven't been digitized. That was Barack Obama. Um, Hillary Clinton acid washed. 33,000 emails on a, uh, a few different hard drives and smashed with hammers well under subpoena for the hard drives. The FBI prances in there and sits down and makes immunity agreements. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have been complicit. And we have Hunter Biden's laptop. Complicit. In treason against the United States of America by making financial deals that benefit their family in foreign countries at the, at the mercy of the United States of America. Nancy Pelosi has a better trade record in the stock market than Warren Buffett. Yeah, this is just as Jesse Waters last night, but I don't care. Hillary Clinton stole furniture and documents. Bill Clinton stole documents from the White House. Nothing happened to those people. And Donald Trump set them up. What do I mean? Well, we'll get into it. So the Justice Department is going to unseal the search warrant. Uh, Judicial Watch has already filed the FOIA request for the unsealing of this. Now they're saying that they are going to unseal it, hopefully here in the next few days. Um, And this was interesting, and I've seen this a few times. Uh, Who was it? Uh, Bernard Carrick was talking about this yesterday, that they're planning on assassinating Donald Trump. And I agree with this. Iron Eagle, right? He's going in behind enemy lines. The storm has begun. The shots have been fired, okay? So Trump, there is a great potential that they will try to assassinate Donald Trump. Uh, listen, I'm telling you. This, I mean, by they, I mean the radical left, the Democrats. The people that are so brainwashed and under the influence of psychological warfare hate this man so much. And they have no idea why they hate him. Have you seen all these different people like, why do you hate Trump? Oh, he's a criminal. He has multiple crimes. What crimes he committed? I'm not talking to you anymore. Right? Like these people are sickly, psychopathic, under mass psychosis, under the influence of information warfare. Okay? So... I think that they are trying to orchestrate this to where an indictment comes in under Trump. They try to bring him in and they try to get him for treason. They try to get him for whatever. They even said yesterday, I I was listening. I had the opportunity to listen to MSNBC for about five minutes before my show today. And they were saying is he has these classified documents. What if he was trying to sell them to China or Russia? This is what is going through in the propaganda from the left, okay? So this is the narrative that they're putting out there. And this is what we're going to see. They're going to set Trump up. They're going to indict him or try to arrest him. And that's when the fun begins. That's Iron Eagle. In my opinion, that's Iron Eagle. So this is what they were apparently looking for, according to uh, a whistleblower. 
Descriptions of the items that were improperly taken from Mar-a-Lago include a cocktail napkin, a phone list, charts, slide decks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, a birthday dinner menu, schedules, and more. None of that sounds like classified material from the White House that the DOJ would be wanting to get back. And if that's what they went in there to take, that means they got nothing. And another one from Jim Hoff over here, Gateway Pundit. Did Donald Trump bait the FBI? And yeah, I'm I'm title reading here because I'm not going to read the whole article. And I have read the article, but this is what I want you to see. Dan Scavino on Twitter. Okay? Dan Scavino on Twitter. This is August 6th. This is two days before, or two days ago, or sorry, this is three days before this happened, the Trump, okay? And he posts this video. And it's posted at 921 Mountain Time, which is 1121, 1121 Eastern. And so we always look at Eastern Time when we look at Q, Q post, right? 1121 Q post. Actions today raid will be met with swift action. FBI burning midnight oil. Dude. Dude. Come on. That's pretty crazy. Now, I might think that there's something else here, too, because the, the video is 26 seconds long. Let's see if we can find something on, on, on 26. I have a feeling we're going to find something on 26 that's completely relevant. Maybe not. Oh, well, how about this? And this is about the fourth or fifth time I've seen this actually come up. Think about it logically. The only way is a military fully controlled, save and spread. 1113 verifies first market marker, biggest advance drop on poll. You know, I just, something came to my mind. I want you guys to think about this for a second. 113. We, we've, we've seen many variations of 11-3, that this goes to Clement, uh, Kevin Kleinsmith, that this is John Podesta, Hillary Clinton. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that the original, like, first, like, 5, 10 Q posts weren't actually anybody. It was actually then handed over to somebody and someone overtaken, overtook it. But what if 11-3 is the day that they released the indictment for Donald Trump? What if it's the day of Donald Trump's arrest? Right before the midterm elections, right? They would, you know, Hillary Clinton is a very vengeful person and three days before the elections in 20, 2016, Comey opened up the investigation onto her emails again. We talked about this last night. So what if 11-3 is the first marker, the first arrest, and that's Donald Trump, the indictment of Donald Trump? Could be. Very good possibility. And we're seeing that indication. Look, I mean, you know, think about this, right? I mean, we're seeing this indication here. We have Dan Scavino's post. We have timestamp 1121, right? 1121. And then we have timestamp on the video at 26 seconds. 1121 right there is actions today. Raid will be met with swift action. FBI burning midnight oil. And then 26, 113 verifies first marker. Well, let's do a 23, 21, right? Because I know there's multiple times. 
Um, what are the odds of that? How about that one? What are the odds of that? That's what I thought. So, are there any more indications? Yes, absolutely. Scavino the other day posted a picture of a door with 45 on it. We showed this post yesterday. Trump, a few weeks ago, posted the watch with 1329 on it. Okay? Well, is there any more? Well, what about this one? Trump, on August 2nd, five down, five to go. Is that a little 5-5 five, five there? Post 5-5, five, five, look at this, exactly this. My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. God bless. Holy shit. They were telling us what was happening. Look at that. 5-5. Five, five. So one thing about Operation Warp Speed and Trump, by the way, is that the vaccine that was put out by Operation Warp Speed, okay, is not the same vaccine that we have today. You got to remember, that formula changed around January and February. And I agree, it's not, it's not I agree with you, okay? Now here's the thing, is we just had the 5-5 five, five one. Now these are about all the primaries that are going on, right? Well, how about this one? Fantastic night in Michigan. Tudor Dixon will be a great governor. John Gibbs won with the big surge in the end. Not a good time for impeachers. Seven down, three to go. This is at 23-20. Okay. Well, let, let's just look at seven down, three to go. 73. What was POTUS's last tweet prior to? Who was it addressed to? When was POTUS Twitter taken down? Why is this relevant? What was POTUS last tweet prior to? Who was it addressed to specifically? Right? Coincidence? How many times did the attack occur? Secondary cleanup? When is the purpose of tracking? What is the purpose of the disruption? Why did POTUS have military guards uniform? Why is this relevant? Do military guards typically assist the uh, Secret Service? Why is this relevant? What fly object was shot down recently? Why is this relevant? Anyways, there might not be much here. But I found it incredibly interesting that this one was 5555 Twitter. This one was 73 POTUS last tweet. What was POTUS's last tweet? It was this video right here. And we'll go ahead and play it. Are you pain? I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. So this is kind of interesting, isn't it? is we have all this recent movement talking to us about, so five down, five to go, right? And it goes to look to Twitter. Exactly this, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. He's telling us the storm is upon us. This is before the FBI raid. Then we got 73 
What was POTUS's last tweet? It was that one. And what's he telling you? The storm's upon us. Yes, they're evil. They cheat. Go home. Be at peace. Why? What was this other one we just saw? Hold on. Let me pull it up. Think about it logically. The only way is a military fully controlled saving spread. Once 11-3 verifies the first marker, biggest advance on the poll. Let's say raising Dan McCain, raising Dan Kane, the one that Trump has been taunting to the deep state, has it all, has something, has a, a contingency, has special order. I don't know, right? Maybe there's something going on in our military. Maybe there is people who are loyal to Donald Trump in our military, okay? Once they go to arrest him, what would happen if the military stood up? You need to go home. You need to just stay indoors, stay off the streets, don't get involved. Doesn't that sound kind of what this message was all about? Is the storm has began. Relax. We know you're hurt. We know you were all special people. Just relax, go home, and see what happens. And I think that we're about to see some fireworks. I think we're about to see a lot of fireworks happen. And you guys haven't seen me like this in a long time. I've been, I haven't been very optimistic that patriots are in control. And I don't think patriots are in control. I think that there is a war going on and that there's a battle. There's a battle being fought. And this battle can swing in many different directions, right? And if that battle can swing in many different directions, then we need to be safe. We need to be cautious. We need to be vigilant. And remember, what was the role that Q had placed out for us, that Q said our role was? The digital battlefield. Spread the truth. Get people informed and up to date. At no point in time has I heard anybody say, we need to go to war. Civil war. No, I am absolutely not X-22 because I haven't been blowing smoke up people's ass for years. I've been telling people the truth of what's happening. There is a war going on. It is now starting to leak out into the mainstream. People are being affected. People are being hurt. People are being killed. Right? And I think there's multiple. I think that you have the deep state in the United States. I think you have the cabal above them globally. Right? And then you have these political faction wars. So this is something I found interesting, though. A day after the FBI raid, and I don't know if they're related. I'm just, I'm not even speculating but I just found this interesting. Intoxicated and armed off-duty federal agent shot and killed by Monroe County deputies. This is on Wednesday morning, Monroe County deputies shot and killed a federal agent who was armed and reportedly suicidal in the Florida Keys, according to authorities. He was later identified as 48-year-old Lane Morgan Cavanis, an off-duty federal law enforcement officer. I don't know about you, but that's kind of suspicious. If that guy was anywhere near Mar-a-Lago, then somebody better be investigating this and, and calling some red flags here. So, let's think about this here. I like di deep diving. And, and so we're seeing kind of a validation that... Uh, Trump, patriots, they have a plan. There is a plan. That this plan potentially could be 
the arrest of Donald Trump, the indictment of Donald Trump, 11-3, November 3rd, potentially. And if this happens, that there's potential military action that can come about for against the federal government pertaining to this. I don't know. Maybe. Just guessing here, but this is kind of what I'm seeing in this communication. We've, we've had Trump come out and validate the new Q post as the legitimate Q, which means that probably it's Trump and Scavino, like we've always said. But now it's an exciting time because the raid on Mar-a-Lago is the beginning of the storm, of the Patriot storm, the fight back. And we are the plan because we have to continue reporting this information, getting information, investigating the truth, and getting the truth out there. And by the way, well, while I'm on the topic of truth, I wanted to put this out there. Someone shared, oh, it was Sonia, shared this article with me yesterday about a guy by the name of Michael Baxter. Okay? And this is something that I've been saying for years and nobody wanted to listen to me. Meet Michael Tuffin. AKA Michael Baxter, the guy who writes all the articles on real raw news. You know, the articles about Gitmo and people being taken there and held in military tribunals and executed. Those articles, that's where they come from, is Michael Tuffin or Michael Baxter. Okay? He told Political it is a satire site exposing the insanity of the rabid Trumpists who lack the mental wherewithal to distinguish fact from fiction. He's a leftist piece of shit funded by George Soros, who writes a lot of crazy stuff on Nibirutruth.net and hosts another site called twistedtruth.net. Hmm. Isn't that what I've been saying all along that all this stuff political did a whole article on this about Michael Baxter. The dude is a leftist funded by George Soros. All this stuff coming out about executions, military tribunals, and people being executed is absolutely garbage. And I've been saying this in the beginning, and I've been ridiculed for saying this. The guy don't like you. He's setting you up and putting propaganda and disinformation out there. Just wanted to let people know that in case they do follow that stuff. Okay? So, we have the setup. They lure the FBI in. The FBI comes in, raids. I don't know if they planted evidence, whatever's going on. We had Trump mention a timestamp the other day, which goes back to Q's last post, talking about a plant, right? Um, We have all this stuff. Now, what did they find at Mar-a-Lago? I don't think they found anything. But I think it was about the motion, kind of like the shot heard around the world type of deal, right? The whole world is watching now because they know an indictment is coming after Trump. Could this indictment arrest come on 11-3, November 3rd? That would be pretty spectacular because I'd have been the one that called that one, right? But also right before the elections. And this is exactly what they would do politically. It makes sense that this is what they would do politically. Is if they're going to indict Trump, they're going to give it some time. They're going to do it right before the elections. Because that way they can try to take down all the Trump endorse candidates as well right before the midterm. So this could be their tactic. And I think that, I honestly think that this is what they're going to do is they're going to arrest Trump right before the elections, November 3rd. Boom. They're going to try to indict him. Okay. But what is the contingency plans? What are the plans of the cabal, of the Democrats, of the new world order, of the great reset, of what everything that they're doing? Well, we got a few things. 
We know that we have social and cultural destabilization. We know that we have global economic collapse. We know that we have um, political destabilization. And then they have World War III that is ready to go at any point in time that they need it. We have variations of, of black swan events that could potentially happen. The dollar can be creamed. I mean, I was talking to uh, Chris Sky today. And he was talking about this, and it was right on the money. He said, look, the BRICS nations have all transferred over the gold-based currencies, and they're laughing at the Western nations still utilizing the U.S. dollar and just waiting for it to collapse. And it's going to collapse here soon, eventually. And in the advent of a black swan event, a natural cataclysm, a disaster, something of that nature, or even China invading Taiwan or Russia invading the rest of Europe, we could see a complete market meltdown. When this happens, the dollar is going to go goodbye. But they, I think that they're waiting for after the election to orchestrate that. But China and Russia might move before that because, in my opinion, they are against the globalist. Okay. But we have social and cultural destabilization. Then we have a tax on infrastructure and supply chain. And we've talked about the 128 different fires at the food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities, right? We've talked about that. Well, here we go. A devastating fire completely destroyed the Pendleton flour mills in Oregon. This was on Wednesday. So we're still seeing these attacks happen. And I believe that these are cyber attacks that are occurring. Not only that is they're coming for the farmers. There is um, a lot of talk on the reduction of nitrogen. This was also with Chris Skye and Marianne Hyman. Um, talking about the reduction of nitrogen that's coming from Bill Gates' organization, the World Economic Forum, trying to, uh, in the, the Agenda 2030, it's reduced by 30% the, the nitrogen production in the, in the world. Nitrogen is pertinent to soil. And this is one of the main reasons in Europe that you have all these farmers that are protesting is because of the cost of fertilizer and the, and the, uh, the regulations that they're putting onto them because of nitrogen exhaust from the growing of plants. Not only that, it's soaring fuel prices. And so we're going to see people begin to fight back. I think it's time. I think it's time that people stand up, they rise up, and they speak up. And they utilize social media. They utilize their voice. They utilize their, their mind and their knowledge to begin to fight back. And if you want to be quiet, that's okay. It's okay. But just know... That America is under attack. That we are this close. This close. Remember when we had Dr. Uh, Congressman Paul Gosar on the show? And he says, communism isn't coming to America. Communism is at the door and knocking and they got their foot ledged in so you can't close it. Yeah. And you don't believe me. Okay, well, how about this? Project Veritas reveals how Rhino Senator Murkowski conspired to rig Alaska elections against America First opponent. <laughs> this is great. Let's, let's, let's listen to Project Veritas here. They say the race is going to come down to Kelly Chewbacca and Senator Murkowski. So anyone who votes for Pat Chesbro first and ranks Senator Murkowski second, that vote is going to become a vote for Senator Murkowski. So ballot measure two is her key to winning. While we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, we had Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. Did she sponsor that? She stayed quiet. And honestly, it was probably best she stayed quiet on that.
Ballot Measure 2 asks voters to pick second and third choice candidates in addition to their favorite, and those preferences are counted if no one wins a majority, since they might want the second choice votes of their opponent's supporters. Some people's ballots don't end up counting in the final results if they haven't specified a second or third choice. Because hmm. in Alaska, overall it helps if, you, if you're more progressive, because it selects more moderate candidates okay. between you and me. Ballot measure two was actually created. I, I think it was created for two reasons. Number one, it was created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system. But they also wanted at least to get reelected. Support. And the big thing that's going to get more, more progressive elected it was the two other portions, the ranked choice voting. Okay, by the way, that's Josiah uh, Nash, Murkowski campaign interior coordinator, who's wearing eye makeup and, um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's... Um, you know, part of that crowd. But he's a campaign director for a Republican? Huh. That's interesting. And actually, so our comms director, his name is Shay. He was the comms director for Battle Measure 2. That was his job previously. So that's how we know him. I would just talk to Shay, honestly, just about um, his experience with Battle Measure 2 and, vo and voting reform. I would limit your conversation to just that because it's probably not appropriate to anything else. Um, and because he works for the campaign, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't say too much. Mm -hmm. And like, like I can't say too much, but I just I trust you. You know. I, Would you say this ballot measure two definitely gives her a better chance for the primary? I think that I think that she um, is definitely going. I mean, if the system were different, um, I can't say whether or not the. Uh, this has benefited her. I, just, I will say, like, it, right. it benefits coalition-style right. candidates, and she's definitely a coalition-style candidate. I know a lot of people who are working on ballot measure, too. I don't think she has ever worked for Senator Murkowski, but I know a lot of other people who worked on that did have worked for Senator Murkowski. So, Colander and Associates, they're a consultant that works for the campaign right now. They worked on ballot measure, too, and the founder and one of the employees... Um, Rachel and Jackson, um, they are both former Murkowski staffers. Um, Ryan Dove, you know Ryan, um, he actually used to work for Planner Associates. I bet he probably helped with Battle Measure 2 as well. Like, Wow, so there's a happy, happy family working on behalf mm -hmm. of Lisa, but with the uh, pretense that they were working on the ballot measure. Mm -hmm. So everybody has been, con have, we're connected with her. For fuck's sake, stop eating! Big time. Did she sponsor that? She stayed quiet. And honestly, it was probably best she stayed quiet on that. She, publicly, but mm -hmm. she was behind it. Yeah, she supports it, yeah. From the get-go. Yeah. Right. I think she, like, technically stayed neutral, but, like, you know what? She's on her fourth helping. <laughs> like, while we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, we had Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. All right, so this, this is talking about ballot measure two in Alaska and how Murkowski basically funded it, implemented it so that she could win against the, the Trump candidate, right? Now, why is Murkowski um, dangerous? Well, we know why Murkowski is dangerous. $28.99, that's her in Feinstein, right? We remember these pictures. She's nothing but a puppet for the Democrats. That's who Murkowski is. And she was, uh, yeah, stuffing her face. Yeah, that's right. She was stuffing her face. 
But so Murkowski is critical in the Senate because the Senate has been so close over the years. And she has jumped over and voted with the Democrats multiple times. The infrastructure bill, this last uh, this last bill. And so, yeah. Is this the same video? Hold on. In the camp. Yeah, that's the same video. Okay. I had, I had two of the same video up there. But what else do we have? Now, I, I wanted to jump into this. And so there's kind of some mixed stories here. We're going to get into some more news. We've got some more time left. But we're going to get into some more news here. Um, a few months back, I said one of the first westernized nations that will be the victim of the Great Reset is most likely going to be Japan. Right? And this is because of the dire financial situation in Japan. They're not having new babies and their population is slowly dwindling. They have too many elderly that are on government assistance and not enough young that are filling the marketplace to take over all these jobs that these old people who are retiring are leaving, as well as they have a debt to income or they have a debt ratio within their federal government of like 300 to 1 which means that they're basically borrowing money from the, well, actually, what they do is they tax the hell out of their people. They over leverage everything. The people and all like different funds, government funds, have to buy the government bonds, which pay 0%, okay? And then the money that they raise with the fundraising there goes into U.S. bonds to buy U.S. bonds, of which the interest from that money goes into to support their military. And this is just not a sustainable situation. And we had, uh, um, what is it, um, former President Abe that was just assassinated. We know that the Chinese had something to do with this. And most likely it was that, what if China has infiltrated Japan and the Japanese government? And this is why Abe was out there campaigning for his candidate to take over from these new people. Well, look what they just did. Japan government resigns in its entirety. The desire to renew the composition of the Japanese government was announced last fall. The Kishida declared, uh, then Kishida declared that the country's leadership needed to meet face to face with public opinion. At the same time, the head of Japan's main opposition force, the Constitutional De Democratic Party, Yukio Adano, stressed that a change in the entire government is needed since the LPD will not change. And so here we go. This could be potentially the end of what we know of as the ally of Japan. And that would be exactly what China wants, is what if they have infiltrated Japan and Japan becomes the first victim to the Great Reset and we have this financial collapse that comes there during this vulnerable time of a transitional period of government? Potential could happen. All right, let's, uh, let, me, let me go into here. Just seeing uh, Gump. Thank you so much, Gump. CD says we no, need, no longer need to quarantine if we have COVID. Which science am I supposed to trust? Laugh out loud. That was $1 donation on Rumble from Gump. Thank you so much, Gump. If you guys want to take part in the battle of the streams, you can donate on Rumble, DLive, or Pilled. Much appreciated for everybody who does. Uh, I'm going to go on to Pilled, and I'm going to release some uh, some scratching for you. Release the scratching. The scratching is released. And so uh, looking through there, I don't see anything that came in there. If I did, I must have missed it. Sorry, guys. And on DLive, I just can't see it on here. I can't even see it if I pull it up for some reason. But if uh, someone's out there and wants to pull that, throw, throw it over to me. Let me know. Much appreciated. Um, got a whole bunch of people watching on Rumble. We got a whole bunch of people watching on DLive. And we got a whole bunch of people watching on Facebook. We got a whole bunch of people watching everywhere. So thank you to everybody. If you are watching, it's 100% free to hit that like button, to hit that 
that plus button if you're on Rumble, the comment to 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 give us a thumbs up, whatever it might be, to love this video and to share that video and comment. So 100% absolutely free to do that. So much appreciated for everybody for supporting us in that way, shape, or form. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome, as well as we have multiple different ways that you guys can help support us. Listen, we're coming into I mean, we're going to get into the COVID stuff right now, but uh, I wanted to touch on this because we were just talking about the financial aspect. Um, we're coming into a dire financial situation in the United States of America. If you remember during COVID, how it was very, very strapped and people's pocketbooks were were hurting because couldn't go to the, the work because of jobs and restrictions because of travel, all this stuff. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen again. It's potential because we are coming to this election season. We know that Democrats are going to make their moves and formulate their coup. Um, one of the best things that you can have is gold and silver. And all I recommend, if my mods can get this web, web address out there to everybody, is getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's done amazing stuff for everybody. I've gotten massive amounts of feedback from everybody who's been working with him. Getgoldtoday.com. You can also give him a call. That phone number is 720-605-3900. Just leave a message and one of his team members will get back to you tomorrow. 720, uh, I think that's, yeah, 720, man, I'm going to, 720-605-3900. Sorry, that's what the phone number is. 720-605-3900. I think it's actually cut off on the screen, isn't it? That's kind of weird. I don't know why that's cut off. That's that's odd. Is that showing up like that on the... It is. What the... F Hold on. Oh, my goodness. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. You guys couldn't see it. My bad. All right. Now it's back on, though. All right. Cool. Let's go on over here, and let's jump into the COVID news. And also, if you guys shop at MyPillow, that promo code RPP... Oh, 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 oh. I got to put this out there. I got to put this out there. If you're in Texas or going to be in Texas, August 27th and 28th, ReckoningFest.com, okay? I'm going to bring this up right now because I actually built this website. It's not the greatest website in the world, but I built this website. ReckoningFest.com, we have uh, Mike Adams, Mike Lindell, 107, David Nino Rodriguez, Melissa Redpill, uh, Greg Locke, Stella, Dr. Stella Emanuel is now going to be there, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Mel Kay, uh, Sheila Holm, Gene Ho, Robin Jamie from the Patriot Billboards, um, Trennis Evans, Thomas Rent, myself will be speaking at the event, uh, Christy Hutcherson, Dave Summerall, Don Michael Chambers, Mark Sherwood, um, and we actually have some more. So this has not been put on the website yet, but Laura Logan will be there as well um, at the event. So ReckoningFest.com, please check it out if you can get in there. Guys, use that promo code REDPILL. When you go into the checkout, you're going to see the ability to like, here, I'll show you real quick. Um, you go here to more, you go to get tickets, or you can just get tickets right here. You click on that and you go to this, like this website and you scroll down to get your tickets and there's an ambassador code. All you do is you type in red pill on that ambassador code. I think you get like 10% off or something. I'm not sure. Um, I got to, I forget what it was, what it was, but yeah, go ahead and put that ambassador code in there. Um, all right, let's get into the, let's get into COVID. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, Laura Logan's awesome. So it's me pretty cool to, to share a stage with her and, and get to meet her and talk to her. Hopefully we can get her on the show as well. COVID-19 variants keep getting more contagious. Here's why. 
Well, you you know what? You know, it's funny. I'm not even going to read their fucking shitty article. You know why? Is because of what Gert Van Den Bosch, Luke Montanay, Dr. Robert Malone, and Dr. McCullough all said years ago is that when you have a leaky vaccine and it produces antibody-dependent enhancements, what it does is systematically uh, makes your body more influential to those two types of mutated variants. Basically saying is that the vaccine produces antibodies that are developed for one strain of a virus. And they beef them up like linemen on an offensive line in a football game. But they only recognize the shirt or the team of the original virus. They don't recognize the mutated variants. This is why people have to get flu shots every year. And so COVID-19 variants keep getting more contagious. Why? Because what happens is, is they infect these vaccinated people and they begin to mutate at massively extreme rates. And this is what Gert Von and Boyce said on um, um, Dell Big Tree's show like two and a half years ago. He said this exact thing would happen and that they're going to get incredibly more deadlier because of this. What else we got? CDC eases COVID guidance as U.S. has more tools to fight the virus and keep people out of the hospital. Oh, that's right. So now they're going to move away from COVID. People are going to start dying from the vaccine. They're going to usher in a new virus. What's the new virus? Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a few seconds. CDC admits lying about study linking mRNA vaccines to myocarditis. The CDC admitted they've been lying about COVID-19 vaccine monitoring. The CDC has been anything but honest and forthcoming about the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines and their links to health issues, including especially heart inflammation and myocarditis. They only now owned up to the fact that they have been giving false information about vaccine surveillance for the very start. The CDC has claimed that COVID-19 vaccines have been uh, being monitored uh, by the most intense safety monitoring efforts in U.S. histories. In reality, they were not closely monitoring the vaccine side effects. They even lied outright in claiming they began a specific analysis an entire year before they did. However, the false statements were given in response to the Freedom of Information Act request. And upon revisiting, revisiting these requests, they admitted to being misled. From the Epoch Times, CDC has revisited several FOIA requests. And as a result of its review, CDC is issuing corrections for the following information. A CDC spokeswoman told the Epoch Times in an email that no CDC employee intentionally provided false information and none of the false responses were given to avoid FOA reporting requirements. Bullshit. The CDC not only said that the team did not conduct any abstractions or reports through October 20, 2021, but that an association between myocarditis and mRNA COVID-19 vaccinations was not known at the time. But it was. And many people have been talking about this. Well, how about the, uh, the smallpox vaccines that are being given for monkeypox people? Listen to what Fauci has to say about this. I don't know how old this one's about. This is um, Fauci. This is from my friend uh, Marianne Henning. Uh, Henning. She posted this on August 3rd, but this is an older video of Fauci. But let's listen to what Fauci has to say about smallpox vaccines. Since Oh, they're going to play a freaking ad. Of course they are. Welcome to Gap. Since okay. smallpox, as effective a vaccine as it is has some rare but nonetheless potentially very serious toxic side effects. So the smallpox vaccine has some potentially very rare but serious side effects. What are they, Dr. Fauci? If you're immunosuppressed, it could be deadly. So if you're immunosuppressed, it could be deadly. 
as in is if you have like AIDS, if you have VADS, if you took 14 shots of the COVID vaccine and now you're immunosuppressed, getting the smallpox or the monkeypox vaccine could be deadly. Oh, interesting. Let's let's hear. Uh, if you're one of those people who have the this strange myocarditis associated with it. So even though we accepted that people okay. who have the this strange myocarditis Let's listen to this again. serious top, rare but nonetheless potentially very serious toxic side effects. If you're immunosuppressed it could be deadly. Uh, if you're one of those people who have the this strange myocarditis associated with it. So even though we accepted the toxicities of the smallpox vaccine back then, it was because there was active smallpox out there. So then we decided that we would not globally vaccinate the entire country. And by the way, the country would not have accepted being vaccinated. So we knew that. <laughs> I mean, it was sort of like a fail-safe. And I said, Mr. Vice President, by the way, even when you're offering it to the first responders, many of them didn't want to take it. So this idea about kind of saying everybody should take it, it didn't make any sense. Since small. Wow. That's a smallpox vaccine. And that's the same smallpox vaccine that you and I and everybody else had. And what did they start doing when the monkeypox vaccine, they repurposed the smallpox vaccine as a monkeypox vaccine and started giving it to people who had the COVID vaccine who are immunosuppressed. And what do we have? More cases of monkeypox. Half the people that got the monkeypox vaccine got monkeypox. What about monkeypox? Vaccine strategy predicted in 2005 war game, the Atlantic Storm. Mentions monkeypox. That's right. We find various vaccination strategies, including the dilution method, were discussed during the 2005 John Hopkins war titled Atlantic Storm. Um, is our LGBTQ community being tested on with various dose amounts? After all, the WHO stated this vaccine will be delivered in full uh, in the context of the clinical trial. We also discovered from Genios manufacturer that 28 million doses were delivered to the U.S. national stockpile before its approval in 2019, despite mainstream reports of vaccine shortages. This comes after people being censored, right? Being censored about monkeypox. New study finds 29% of young people had heart problems after second dose of Pfizer. I guess the smallpox vaccine wasn't the only one that had a high toxicity. I guess it was the COVID vaccine as well. The study released as preprint has not yet been peer-reviewed, examined 301 five students between the ages of 13 and 18 who had received the first dose of the shot without any negative effects to see how they reacted to the second dose. Cardiovascular effects were found in 29.24% of the percent of the patients ranging from tachycardia palpitations to the myopericarditis, the preprint said. Myopericarditis was confirmed in one patient after vaccination. Two patients had suspected pericarditis and four patients had suspected subclinical myocarditis. Conclusion, cardiovascular effects in adolescents after the BNT162 Bravo 2 mRNA COVID-19 vaccination include tachycardia palpitations and myocarditis. This is sad what's happening in this world, man. Incredibly sad. What else have we got? The Langa virus. Oh, well, why not, why not this one? 
Symptoms of the new virus found in China, what to know? Well, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and this is incredibly interesting because it's a form of NEPA virus, which the NEPA viruses were actually handed over to China's military in 2014 from fucking Canada. Huh. Biolabs in Canada, hey, China, your military, you guys are grown big. You're a world power now. Do you want some deadly viruses? Here's the NEPA virus. And then out of the NEPA virus, they take this, uh, this novel virus and make it transmutable into human beings. And now we have the Langovirus, which is only affecting people in the Henan and the Shandong provinces, which just happen to be the two provinces in China that people are protesting because they locked the banks down and won't give them their money. Unbelievable. I mean, just coincidence too, right? Like... Bio-warfare is alive and well in this world. Understand that. You need to be safe and vigilant. Xi Jinping's government publishes white paper on Taiwan issue. If China can't be unified, all will suffer. And in this white paper, they call out uh, China's reunification in a new era, claiming that the island nation belongs to China since ancient times. The white paper goes on to state that... uh, They will annihilate the United States of America. They talk about utilizing economic warfare against the United States of America and that uh, the United States of America should not intervene in their um, recapturing of Taiwan. And this was just published the other day. Hmm. Nice people, those Chinese. China deploys de facto naval blockage around Taiwan under the guise of temporary military exercises following Pelosi visit. And that's exactly right is we said that they extended their their four days of exercises. They're still ongoing. And what they've essentially done is provided a military military blockade around the island. And from reports we're hearing is many of the shipping channels are still open, but some have been turned around. So who knows? Uh, This is interesting. World Economic Forum brags that China's controlling the weather with cloud seeding chemtrail operations. We already knew this. And this is uh, China's investing $168 million to control the weather. Source, the World Economic Forum. I can read this for you. I know you can't see it. Okay, so it's saying uh, right here, China's investing $168 million to control the weather. China's trying to create rain with a technology called cloud seeding. Technology works by sprinkling clouds with dry ice and silver iodide. This helps increase rain or snow. China creates around 55 billion tons of artificial rain each year. In 2012, China announced plans to boost this by a further 280 billion tons. However, some scientists are still unsure whether the cloud seeding work. Now, by the way, look at that device. Does anybody know who Dr. Wilhelm Reich was in his organ accumulator? That's his technology right there, FYI. Just saying. And there are further doubts of whether it would work on such a large scale. Well, guess what? It has nothing to do with, they're way past cloud seeding, guys. They're increasing temperature globally. They're making it hot in the United States of America because that affects the supply chain. What else we got here? I don't got much else here. 
Uh, oh, we can go over these ones. We talked yesterday about a lot of these various countries implementing the global ID. Germany plans China-style color code vaccine passport upgrade with multiple tiers of rights. <laughs> the Stasi is alive and well in Germany. <laughs> if you're tired of censorship, cancel culture, and the erosion of similarities, you can subscribe to these guys. German Health Minister Karl Lauterbach has announced the nation's digital contract tracing and vaccine passport app, Corona Warrant App, CWA, will start assigning different colors to citizens based on whether they received the COVID-19 COVID vaccine or not in the last three months. The, the CWA will assign one color to citizens who add proof that they received the vaccine in the last three months and a different color to citizens who add proof of vaccination that's more than three months old. Only those with the color showing that they're freshly vaccinated have received the vaccine within the last three months will be exempt from Germany's mask requirement in public indoor space. So the next time that you believe that you have fucking freedom, realize that you don't. And very similar systems are being developed here. They're going to utilize these vaccine apps and um, passports as the front man that usher in the global digital ID and restrict access to your rights and your freedoms as citizens. Yep, it's coming. I think that's all I had. Oh, my goodness, I'm done. All right, cool. Uh, guys, if you guys want to help us out in any other way uh, other than what you guys had seen so far with our, our sponsors and stuff like that, if you guys are a Give, Send, Go people, you can go to our Give, Send, Go right here, uh, redpills.tv slash go or givesendgo.com slash redpills. Um, tons of stuff. Katia, Lolo, thank you so much for all your guys' donations. You guys are absolutely awesome. Much appreciated for everybody supporting us on that end and on every end. If you're just a member of the Social Red Pill, if you guys go out to the Social Red Pill, you join up there. Um, much appreciated for being a member there as well. And There's subscriptions there you can help support us with. And you guys are just absolutely awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys in Texas at the Reckoning Fest. I hope you're looking forward to seeing me. We're going to stream most of the event, hopefully. Um, and then potentially we might be streaming some of the reawakened tour, um, in Rochester, New York, Batavia, New York tomorrow. I got the stream keys. We'll see about getting that out there for you guys. Um, we have the after dark, um, zoom tonight, just the regular zoom. You can find it. If you go to the socialredpill.com, you sign up on the left-hand side, you're going to see events. You click on events. The first one will be social red pill, um, zoom. That's the one that usually people are in. I'll probably jump in in a little bit of a while. I got some computer work to do. I got to go upstairs and take care of a few things. But other than that, guys, I hope you have a fantastic night. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Give that like, that share, that comment, that plus button, whatever it is. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We'll see you guys tomorrow.